Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a run and a triathlete. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I do a lot of runs where I'll run into training, I'll do I'll do some kind of training and then I'll run home. So for me the run is really like two pieces of bread and a sandwich. We got some some warm up, we got some really hard body of work and then we got we got the stuff afterwards which is again the run back home. And this could be 2-3 miles, could be 4 miles. I could be carrying bricks, I could be having, you know, excuse me, carrying a weight vest. There could be a lot of different things that are going into that last leg home. And I don't take a lot of food or any food really with me when I go when I go work out because I like burning off off calories that I have in my system. I like the idea that at some point I might burn a little fat, which is cool. But the bottom line is I just – I really take myself to the end. And it's a really difficult thing to do. It's difficult because I get to the point in my head where I have lost all faith in the value of what I'm doing. I've lost all faith in my ability. I've – I've lost all faith in the idea that I can keep going or that I'm, I'm a worthwhile person. Now, look, I recognize, I recognize how bananas that sounds, but if you've ever been an endurance athlete or you've ever been an athlete, uh, any kind at a high level, you know that at some point who you are, who you see yourself as is intimately tied to what you're doing. And if you're doing it poorly, your self-worth is destroyed. If you're doing it really well, then that's great. But the good athlete should know if everything's going fine, that's fine, but you need to find the thing that that's screwing you up. You need to find the chink in the armor. You need to find your weakness and you need to eliminate that. So it's a constant, it's a constant recognition that I'm not good enough and if I'm doing it correctly I should come to the point where I'm kind of brought to my knees emotionally now this this is not something that other people see but it's something that I go through it's not it's not something I share with people very frequently but that's why that's why I do it because I want to come back come back to the point where I feel I'm not that important and I don't have value because it helps me kind of recalibrate who I am. It keeps me grounded. And it's an unfortunate thing because sometimes that idea sticks. Now, when I do share this with people in the rare, rare time I do, say I confide in one of my close friends or my wife and I just say I feel like a piece of junk, I feel worthless, and they laugh at me. They're like, you see what you did today or yesterday. Like you see how hard you're pushing it. And none of that ever matters to me. None of it ever matters and none of it ever clicks. And it came up recently, not from me going on these runs, but because I was watching this this show, The Amazing Race, and it's about these adventure racers and they're out 
in this particular episode was they were in Fiji and they were doing this race that was like eight, nine days long. The winning team, I think it took five or six days and they didn't sleep. And they went some ungodly distance, like over a thousand kilometers in five, six days, kayaking, uh, paddle boarding, mountain biking, trekking, swimming, all of these different things where it's like, oh my God, you couldn't imagine it. And there was one team in particular that was filled with triathletes. And the triathletes were just getting wrecked. I mean, they are slow and steady. We are talking like iron, the Iron Cowboy style people. And in fact, one of the teams had the Iron Cowboy in it. This guy who did 50 Ironmans in 50 days, one in each of the 50 states in the U.S. Unbelievable athlete. So you have to imagine bringing that guy to his end has got to be an atrocious event. So this one woman who was the top, one of the top world Ironman females gets to the end of the race. They do make it. It takes them like seven, eight days. They do make it to the end. And of course, it's a reality television show, so they keep cutting in and out of these interviews with people. And they're asking her about who she is and how she feels different. And she at the end of the episode is reconciling these breakdowns she had along the way, the difficulty, the doubt she had. And she was saying at the end, she's like, you know, I am, I am really tough. I am tough. I'm a tough chick. And I was watching this wondering who is she trying to convince? She just did the most disgusting, horrific race I've ever seen. And she survived. I mean, people were getting helicoptered out of this thing. She survived incredibly tough. She was one of the best Ironman athletes in the world. Incredibly tough. And here she is at the end, almost apologizing to the camera, almost trying to convince herself, I am tough. I am tough. I'm really tough. And it struck me at that point that she has to some degree be going through what I grow through at times. Because if you're going to put yourself through hell and experience your limits, you only experience your limits. Like when I'm running or working out and I'm on hour two and I haven't eaten anything and I'm crushing, I don't reference that point as like, gosh, am I tough or not? Huh. The only thing I think about is when I come to the point of failure after, let's say, three hours, and I'm at the end, and I'm crying running down the street, or I'm, I'm like running, and then I have to walk a couple paces, and then running and walk a couple paces. I can't keep going, but I'm going forward nonetheless. Those are the moments in my head that stick out to me. That's how I derive my self-worth. But what a skewed and messed up perspective. How is that a thing? I'm not thinking about the last two or two and a half hours that, that I went through. I'm not thinking about everybody else that got left by the wayside. I'm only referencing my weakest moments because those are the things to me that matter. Those are the moments when you push through. But to get to that moment, you have to go through hell. You have to go through hell and you never forget, or excuse me, you never remember getting there. 
And I see this a lot with my students. And it kills me. It kills me because they they see themselves at their ends. They see themselves when they're falling apart and they can't focus and they're frustrated and they just don't care. And they see themselves not when they get the content. They see themselves only when they don't get They're like, well, I'm an idiot. It's like, what are you talking about? You've been studying for eight hours. You're not an idiot. Like, let me just explain this to you one more time. I promise you can get it. Or they, they only reference the things that they get, or excuse me, don't get. Say somebody's bad at English or somebody's bad at math. Well, oh, I missed this math problem. I'm an idiot. What about like the 90% of other content that you crush that you don't even think about? You don't reference that point ever. You only think about the stuff that you really get. You're not saying, okay, well, look, I'm good at like 90%, maybe 93% of this test, but there is... There's probably like 5% that I'm not great at and maybe like another 2 or 3% that I'm just – I kind of know but I'm shaky on execution. They're never fair with themselves. And again, I think when you're dealing with people that are pushing themselves to the limits as we ask our young people to do, as, as adults, as we should ask ourselves to do, as we push ourselves to the limits and we derive our self-worth and our value from our experiences – we need to stop only looking at the point of failure. For progress sake, yes. You need to figure out where you failed. You need to, need to figure out how you could have kept going or could have done better. That's all important. Don't, don't mistake what I'm saying. I'm not advocating participation awards. Forget that. But at some point, we need to teach young people to derive value from what they had to go through to get to the point of failure. We need to help them see, look, you've done all of this. You did all of these things. And then, yeah, you slipped a little bit. But that doesn't mean you're bad. It means you did all these things before you slipped. Now, look, would we like you to get farther? Yeah, get farther. Do more. Be better before you fall apart. But look. Don't mistake the moment when you fall apart for representing the entire experience. Because without the little wins, without the like, look, I fell apart, but man, I did really well on this other thing. Without that, nobody's going to be able to go the distance. Nobody's going to want to come back. You're going to constantly think of yourself as a failure. And nobody, nobody who ever wins anything sits around and just says that they're a failure. So pick your head up. Don't forget all the things you did well before you did something bad. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the news that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone, and please do remember the essay classes are lining up daily, as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up. <laughs>